welcome back to the Big Punt, the monthly football podcast with myself, Martha Barnsworth, Tom Gregan. How's it going? Going good, going good. How about you? Good. It's been uh, been a little while since we've done this. I looked at our last podcast episodes that we put out, and actually, each one that we put out was less than one month apart, even mm. though they were in different months. So this one's been kind of longer, a little bit over one month. I'm supposed to do it last month or last week, and Microsoft wouldn't let me in. Figured out how to get in there. So, but I've been since then. I've been. If you go on my Twitter, I've been posting the NFL quality production rankings, which any stats things much better once you get into the season, bigger sample size, less kind of wonky teams up real high. Still some interesting teams though that we'll get into that are still lower or higher than you would think even this far in. The stats do not like. So I'm becoming more confident in those teams because of that. But uh, first I'd say let's get well, first of all, we got a, I guess, just a little quick uh, Cleveland Browns, six and three. Don't really have a whole lot to say other than uh, obviously we're both Browns fans, and uh, that is pretty awesome that they are six and three. Yeah, how do you feel? You've never – I don't know if you've if we've been in this position before as a they, Browns fan. They actually said um, in 2014, believe it or not, um, so not really that long ago, we were six and three. And a lot of people do not remember that because we actually finished the season seven and nine. We won one game throughout the rest of the season. That was the Brian Hoyer, Johnny Manziel season. Uh, I remember that a lot. Kyle Shanahan uh, cooking up seven wins there. There's a reason that he's head coach now. That he got a Brian Hoyer led team to the seven wins, very deserving of a head coaching job. Uh, and he was the offensive coordinator, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that was the only year. It was it was our OC, and then he went to Atlanta and stuff, and they went – they were really, really good. So let's get in. Uh, Tom has his top ten NFL secondaries. Uh, we wanted a guest to be on here, do top ten wide receivers or wide receiving cores, so that will be another episode. But top 10 secondaries, take it away, Tom, and just why you picked them there and what your thought process was. All right, so for my the top 10 secondaries, um, I'll start off with number 10, and I'll work my way backwards. Number 10, Chicago. Um, you know, not a lot of glitz and glamour here with this team, but – but they do allow uh, very few points, and their quarterback rating against is very strong. So had them at number ten. Um, Washington, kind of an oddball pick here. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm not totally with it with this one. But but they do allow the fewest yards passing per game, which might not be a great indicator. They give up a lot of yards rushing, but um, I have them at number nine. At number uh, eight, I have New England. Uh, having a surprisingly good defensive year. They have a lot of turnovers, and they're in or close to the top 10 in, in some of the other categories that, that I'm using to look at. 
at number seven, San Francisco. Um, they they do a very good job of keeping uh, the, the yards per game against them low. And then they also have a nice, uh, nice amount of turnovers. Um, so they're at number seven. Number six, Tampa Bay, um, really good defensive unit overall. Um, they have the most takeaways of any team in the league. I'm sorry, the most interceptions of any team in the league at 12. Uh, so that bumped them into the top 10 for sure. And then my top five is uh, Kansas City at number five. Um, very strong across the board. They're very balanced um, in all the indicators, yards per game, points allowed, quarterback rating against, and turnovers. Um, so they're at number five. Number four is Baltimore. Um, um, they're, they're a little less balanced in Kansas City, so maybe, maybe that um, those two teams need to be switched, but but the points per game against them is the lowest in the league, and they do well in the yards, passing yards per game against, and then their quarterback rating against is low as well. Um, so number so going into my top three then, um, which are probably uh, separated, uh, the, the top three are, are, are to me, the, the, the three that are separated from the rest of the field. Uh, the Rams at number three, um, they're, they're excellent in all the passing categories. Um, points against are very low, uh, second best in the league, and uh, the quarterback rating against is the third lowest. Number two, I uh, pondered this one, um, the one and two teams quite a bit, and actually even, even the Rams at number three, but I put Pittsburgh at number two. Um, maybe my bias against that team is, is, is coming through, but, um, you know, they're excellent defensively across the board. Um, their front seven probably helps their secondary, but um, their secondary is uh, not, no slouches either. Um, they have the second amount, uh, second low, uh, highest number of turnovers or interceptions and the second lowest quarterback rating against. So the team at number one is Indianapolis. And they have the lowest quarterback rating against um, it's pretty neck and neck with Pittsburgh. They actually have the same number of interceptions as Pittsburgh. Um, their points are a little bit lower per game, and their yards per game are a little bit lower. So, eh, I put Indy at number one, but it's it's kind of a toss-up between Indy, Pittsburgh, and the L.A. Rams for the best secondary in the NFL. Kind of at the uh, kind of at the halfway point um, of the season. I can't disagree too much with these. Um, didn't really, you know, take a deep dive into just the secondaries, but I got a good picture of what the teams are kind of like, and I watch a lot of these games. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much, you know, a lot of these teams at the top are are just good teams in general as well. San Francisco kind of banged up, but they had a really good defense last year. And, uh, yeah, Washington, they – you know, definitely, I think their defense uh, got a good defensive line. And their secondary is probably not too bad either. You know, it seems like a lot of defenses these days are are not great. So they're probably one of the better ones, maybe. And that Chicago, yeah, I think they're they're a pretty good defense. Okay. So I got my NFL quality production rankings. Pull them up here. They have uh, definitely changed quite a bit since last time. I think it was after week four. This one's going to be after week 10. And I wish I was able, wish I had time to kind of pull up a little stat for each team as far as why they are 
so high or so low. But uh, didn't have time to do that, but I do have the rankings for each team. So, so here we go at the bottom. Uh, the bottom team, New York Jets, they have been there for quite a while now. Um, they, I think that's six weeks in a row that they've been there. And the Dallas Cowboys are number 31. They've also uh, been there for a while. So it's been those two teams at the bottom for quite a while. 30, this is a new one, Denver Broncos. First time, I believe, that they've been in the bottom five. They've, uh, they've really fell down. They, uh, they were kind of just holding on to not being a terrible team, I think, for a while because they had these kind of comebacks. And then the Raiders, I picked the Raiders to win last week, and they kind of beat them pretty bad. They're just bad. They're not a good team. Jags, 20 net, 29. They're not good. Houston Texans, 28. So four of those teams have been in the bottom five for a while. 27 is the Chicago Bears. They just keep kind of every week they go down a little bit more. <laughs> they kind of started out kind of middle of the road team that was winning these close games. But yeah, 26 New York Giants. They are out of the out of the bottom five. They're looking a little bit better. And then right ahead of them, division leader, Philadelphia Eagles, 25. Actually just beat the Eagles last week. 24, Cincinnati Bengals, kind of climbing out of that bottom five, kind of. I think they're actually not too bad of a team now. 23, uh, this is the just in the uh, bottom 10, Carolina Panthers. Pretty much a well-coached team. Need some more talent, I think. 22, Detroit Lions. Not much to say about them. Kind of been uh, around a 500 team, but really not that great. 21, Washington football team. Um, this one might be a little surprising. You know, the stats really like the Washington football team. They are the top-ranked team in their division. Um, shouldn't be maybe too shocking because they're like they have two wins, and I think the top team in their division has three and a half wins. So, but the stats really like them. So that's that might be saying something. I don't know. The Giants, though, are definitely on the up and up. So I'd like to see them maybe win that division. 20, Los Angeles Chargers. Now, the Chargers for a while were actually a little bit more. They dropped a lot after last week, I believe. Um, they were one of those teams that were just kind of – they were playing well but just barely losing. And so the stats kind of liked them because they were real competitive. But after this last week, they, they fell down quite a bit to 20. This one is the one that we got to talk about. Number uh, number 19, the Seattle Seahawks. The stats, it hates the Seahawks. It has barely had them in the top 10. I think maybe once it had them at number 10. And uh, they've been losing some more recently. I'm starting to think, you know, everyone kind of looked at the Bears. I take that example. Everyone knew the Bears were not as good as their record. But for some reason, the Seahawks, they kind of get this, they get this pass. And I'm thinking they're not as good as their record. You know, they have a terrible defense, which is actually their reason that they're so low. They are 
is because of their yards. They've allowed so many yards. It's ridiculous. I mean, everyone can just pass and run on them. And and then their offense is uh, one-dimensional. They don't run the ball at all. So, And because of that, they've been a lot of turnovers recently. So that's – they're not good. I don't think that they're going to be competitive in the playoffs if they even make it there. Well, it turns out that this – you know, what, six weeks ago when we did this, the stats were kind of right. I mean, your indicators were right. They were playing better than – their, um, their record was better than their actual um, team. And, and now it's starting to come through with, with two straight losses and um, they're diving even further. So at six and three, you wouldn't expect them to be around number 20. That's for sure. But um, shoot, when they were six and what? Six and one for a minute, um, they weren't even in the top 10. Yeah, I have it pulled up right here. After week four, the last time we did this, the, the Bears were at 17. So I did not have them very high. The Seahawks were barely above average at 14. And, you know, they they play, they play Arizona this week. I don't know why everyone's down on Arizona. I don't quite understand that. I picked them to win the other game against the Seahawks. They were the underdogs. They won. They're the underdogs again. I don't quite understand that. I think the Cardinals are definitely better. It's Russell Wilson. I mean, it is strictly Russell Wilson, I think. Kyler Murray's still kind of an unknown quantity, but um, I'm with you. I, I I think Arizona beats them. Yeah, it's it's kind of a strange thing because Russell Wilson's it's pretty obvious that the pressure is getting to him. He is kind of I mean he's got a couple of decent receivers. That's basically it. I mean every team, if you have a team that's uh, any any decent, you know you're going to be able to keep up with them on offense because their defense is just so bad. Yeah. Number, let's see, 18. So this is, so the way I do this, this is kind of the end of the bottom half because uh, these these teams are, they score below zero, then it, it gets flipped to above zero. Zero is the kind of the average here. Minnesota Vikings, they're at 18. They've been kind of higher on my rankings just a little bit than a lot of other people have, have thought about them. And they're kind of climbing up and up and up. And, uh, yeah, they I, I had them ahead of the Chicago Bears for a while now, even though they've had a worse record. They just beat the Bears Monday Night Football. So we'll see what they do. Uh, 17, this is the top half now, New England Patriots. They – I forget even what they – Oh, just came off a big win over uh, the Baltimore Ravens. So the Patriots um, kind of in the middle of this pack here. 16, Atlanta Falcons. First time they've kind of been in this top half. 15, our Cleveland Browns. Get a little little bump from that Texans game. Would have got a little bit more of a bump if Nick Chubb would have scored the touchdown. But that's okay. 14, this is a team that the stats really like, uh, probably a little bit too much. And I know why. <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. So <laughs> here's the thing about these stats is that uh, one thing I've noticed is that I'm, I'll ask you about this. So one thing I've noticed is that when people rank teams, 
they do not care if you if you beat a bad team or crush a bad team it doesn't matter to them like if you if there's a team that beats the jets or the giants versus crushing them by 20 30 points people do not care which the stats do you know so it's like you got the Tampa Bay Bucks they barely beat the giants the other week on uh, whatever that was monday night football or something and the 49ers are kind of getting helped out by some of these teams they've blown out. They blew out the Jets and the Giants earlier in the season. So, <clears throat> so I don't know really what to think about them, but they just they blew out a few teams. I just think that's pretty good coaching on them. Not sure what else to think about that. Yeah, it's it's that's weird. I, I would put the Browns as a better team than them, but you know, hey, Browns have had a, a, a fairly fairly light schedule so far, and they. They really got beat bad against a good team, so understandable. I think it's 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 it is noticeable though. I think the 49ers are around that realm though of the Browns because of uh, I trust their coaching a lot. You know that the 49ers they go in and they will crush a bad team. You know, I mean they just I trust their coaching a lot. Thirteen Buffalo Bills. This is a team that was lower on my rankings. They've been kind of climbing up, kind of lower than a lot of other people would think. One reason, actually, this team, it's kind of a pretty obvious reason that they're low is their point differential is not very high. Not very high at all. It's uh, lower than the Miami Dolphins that we're going to see here soon. Well, yeah, Marshall, it's 70. I mean – Seven wins with a seven-point differential, so their average win is one point. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't know why more people don't care about that. Yeah, right. Because they basically what they've done is they get either blown out or win close games, and it's like that doesn't really show. That's not really a sign of a good team at all. <laughs> agree, agree. We have got the eleven Tennessee Titans. They were kind of higher up earlier in the year, uh, kind of had a bad spell there, losing to the Steelers and the Colts and whatnot. So actually, let me go back. No, right here, Titans. So these next ones, I've actually pulled out their best stat. So the Tennessee Titans, their best stat here is their offensive turnover percentage. They lead the league in that, which means they have the least amount of drives percentage-wise where they – have a turnover. Top 10 here, number 10, Miami Dolphins. They are third best in defensive scoring percentage. So they're the third best in uh, getting a turnover on defense. Or sorry, no, defensive scoring percentage. That means that they're the third best in percentage-wise uh, the other team scoring. So not many teams scoring on them per drive. Uh, number nine, Arizona Cardinals. They are second best in rushing first downs. Run the ball a lot. A lot of the times that's with Kyler Murray. Number eight, Indianapolis Colts. This is a team that the stats has really liked for a while now. They are, like you said, they're number one in your Secondary rankings, they are fourth best in overall points allowed. 
Number seven, Green Bay Packers. Their best is just their uh, their win percentage. Number six, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they are lead, they lead the league in overall points scored. Number five, Baltimore Ravens. They fell actually last week. They were a number one team. Lost to the uh, Patriots. Stats has them now at number five. They lead the league in points allowed on defense. They're first in that. Number four, Saints. They um, they jumped up a lot here recently with blowing out the Tampa Bay Bucks. Their best stat is uh, just their win percentage. Los Angeles Rams. They are number three. They are second best in defensive points allowed. And these top two teams are at the top because of their win percentage as well. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers at number two, undefeated still, and the Kansas City Chiefs, number one. Any uh, surprises we didn't talk about? You know, I'm so I'm so anxious for the Kansas City Pittsburgh game if it ever happens. It, it's just like their front seven is just excellent, and I. I wonder if, if they'll be able to stop Patrick Mahomes and, you know, Ben Roethlisberger can quarterback my team anytime. So I don't know. I, I just, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. That's my only comment is those two could be inverted, but I understand the, the thought process behind, you know, either one of them being number one. It's pretty close. The score for them is, is, uh, is pretty close. Um, the, the chiefs, you know, really sort of started out the season a little bit overrated. You know, people kind of rated them basically off of last season and their talent, and they really weren't playing great. They were playing maybe good, but certainly not great. I mean, I watched them play the Patriots with Brian Hoyer at the helm, and even for a Brian Hoyer game, he was, I mean, he was throwing ducks. He was absolutely playing terrible. And I think they were winning by one point at halftime. And it was like a one-score game going into the fourth quarter. So they were certainly not playing great early in the season. But they've they've started to uh they've started to come back to themselves and they they've really been playing really well recently. And their defense also isn't, you know, not bad, like your yeah. secondary ranking show. So um yeah, I was actually just thinking about this today with the Steelers. Because, you know, a lot of people have been saying, oh, the Steelers, they, you know, have played an easy schedule and their offense is, you know, not, you can't trust them. And, you know, for people like us that watch the Steelers every year, I'm just thinking, man, you, like, listen, <laughs> these guys, you know, this guy's went to like three Super Bowls and, you know, I, I can just see them, you know, go into the playoffs and everyone's thinking, oh, their offense isn't very good. And this is what I'm thinking. Like, I don't know why people are thinking that the Steelers offense has to be as good as someone else's offense because it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Because think about it. They're competing against your defense. Your deep, your offense, though, is competing against the Steelers' defense. <laughs> So it's not an equal playing field. You know, they, they, they are going against a defense that is not as good 
is the one that their opponent is facing, like their own defense. So all they have to do is really show up and and play, I think, decent, and they're going to win games. And really, I thought about this today, and I saw, I thought, you know, really the only team, I think, that really is a bad matchup for the Steelers is the Chiefs. And, you know, I think that even though your secondary ranking has a very high at number two, I would say their defensive line and linebackers are really the best part of their uh, their defense, which is a great matchup for the Ravens, you know, and it's why I don't think that the Ravens really are going to beat the Steelers even when they play them next time. But the Chiefs, it's not really the best matchup because, you know, it's like you got to have an offense that can kind of keep up with Mahomes as well. And you have to have a, a really good secondary. And, you know, their secondary is is good, but, you know, no one's good enough to just stop the Chiefs, you know, the entire game. So it's, I don't know, their their defense I don't think is, is – uh, it's very good, but I, I think the Chiefs are the only team that can really uh, don't match up great with them. Yep. So let's get in real quick to our NFL, uh, our 32-pick challenge we've been doing. Pull up the Excel spreadsheet. So this is our, this is our, uh, we have to pick one game for each team. So we're, we're a little ways into the year now. So these are, these are the standings and we've got some, basically four of my friends that are pretty inactive in this, but uh, you know, they, they submitted their, their $5. So we will happily take their $5. (laughs) Uh, 11th place. We've got my friend Chuck, who I think is same spot he was last time. He has picked one team, got it wrong. Tenth, tenth is Milan. Picked the Browns once, got it right. So he's one for one. Uh, ninth place is Mason. Picked five teams, got three right. Uh, my friend Hooch, we call him Hooch. Eighth place, picked four teams, got three right. So that was actually pretty good, but just didn't pick any other teams. Seventh place is uh, Derek. He um, he picked 11 teams, got nine of them right. Very good, 81% correct. Uh, you were in sixth place, 17 picks, 12 of them right. Fifth place is Terry, 20 picks, 14 were right. Fourth place is my friend Jake. He got 16 of 22. Third place is my girlfriend, Emma. 19 of 27. Second place, my friend Anthony, 20 of 28. And I am in first place, 20 of 25. I've been really on a roll recently. I think I got, I think I've gotten 12 in a row, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see how your, your projection, um, is for everyone at this point. Yeah, the, the point projection is something that I started doing. And basically, it's this is how I, I started doing it. I did it because I wanted to see, you know, because people are picking more picks than everyone else. And some people have picked for good teams and got them right. Some people have picked for 
good teams got it wrong, vice versa for bad teams. So basically what I did is if you got the point right for that team, you get a point. Um, simple. If you have not picked them, though, you get a point or you get a, a certain amount of points. And the, the points that you get is the team's win percentage, uh, the average of the team's win percentage and our overall league average in uh, hit percentage. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. I think overall for a league, we're at like 72%. So that just gives you an idea. And obviously if you got it wrong, then you get zero. So this, if you get a bad team or sorry, if you get a good team wrong, that really drops you a lot. So for the point projections, obviously for these, these four guys at the bottom, they are projected a lot higher than they're going to be because they're going to end up not really picking anyone till the end of the season. I'm going to, they get the default week 17 picks. We got uh, 11th place, Chuck, 19.1 points. 10th, Mason, 19.2. Ninth place, Mason, or sorry, Milan, 19.9. Then you got this sort of, uh, this year number three is people project in the 20s. Eighth place, Hooch, 20.1. Seventh place, Terry, 20.4. Sixth place uh, is yourself, 20.9. And then uh, people in the 21s, fifth place is Emma at 21.3. Fourth place is Derek, 21.6. Third place, Jake, also 21.6, just slightly higher. Second place, Anthony, 21.9. And then ooh, myself, 24.2. Wow, that's an outlier, man. You're, uh, you're, you're, you're uh, increasing the gap. I I have done really well recently. I started off, I was five for five. And then my next like five or six picks were really bad. I think I was like two of seven or something. Uh, and then I've gotten like 12 in a row, right? Um, I kind of changed up the method that I was doing, just kind of looking at the picks. And, you know, just earlier in the season, you think teams are going to be bad and end up not being bad. I think I picked against the Dolphins earlier in the year. That screwed me over. They end up being not not bad at all. Things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm learning a lot this year with just, just seeing how things play out and just with my own picks. And, you know, I've got some thoughts um, certainly going into next year. Hopefully we continue to do this because I think I'll uh, – well, we all may get better, but I think, uh, I think I'll be a little more strategic uh, next year and – I think I've got some pretty good. I'm starting to look out farther and to see what what future schedules are. That's something earlier in the season that I did not do. So I think that's uh, that's going to be a difference for, for me going forward. But um, there's a definite strategy to this, um, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, definitely. It's I think, and I think one of the strategies is that you kind of. And I, I didn't really know this going in, but I think I kind of do now is that you kind of get a little bit of a more of a feel from teams after like a quarter of the season, you know, like after week one is, and people will tell you this, there's a lot of 
you know, bad teams I might win, good teams I might lose. For instance, the Jags, they, in week one, beat the Colts by 10 points. That's their only win of the season. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I was thinking, oh, the Jags, they're not too bad. Picked them week two against, or week three, I think, against the Dolphins. They got crushed. They crushed by the Dolphins. And, you know, Jags end up being a bad team. Dolphins are a good team. Yeah, and I like I like that little lead you gave me around there, and I haven't quite figured out how I want to do it yet, but I at least got the concept in my mind of that difference between, you know, you look at the gap between the um, the the teams from a from either a win percentage or however you want to look at it, and, and look for those those matchups that have the highest the highest difference um, in whatever you decide to to measure. Um, so that's a little bit of, of science that I'll be putting into it going forward that I haven't I haven't done. So um, that's kind of where where my head's at. Yeah, I think it's also too about just like if you have you know seeing a team is is just predictable and just really bad. You know, I'll just pick against them right now. I won't just wait wait around. You know, like I mean, um, you know, but you start to figure out who the teams are that are really bad. You know, like you, I think early in the season, there's, there's, there's a lot of like, Oh, these teams are just bad. Well, you know, maybe half of them are average. And you start to a little bit more in the season, you start to figure out oh, these teams are actually bad, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. So let's wrap it up with the win range projections. I'm excited to get into kind of in-depth here, not really in-depth for each team, but we'll go through each team. So we actually have our first loss. Uh, I'll get into once we get to that team, but there we have our first team where someone actually completely missed already the win range projection, which is kind of interesting because it's only November. Yeah, it's probably me. (laughs) And there's also another one that is also a very close. A team is one, uh, I'll just tease it at this, one winner loss away from securing a win. So I'll just tease at that. So we'll start uh, Arizona Cardinals. They have, they have hit all three of our uh, low win, win totals. So they have six wins so far this year. Uh, we project them at five, five, and six at the low end. So they've pretty much exceeded our expectations so far this Mm -hmm. year. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons, they have three wins. They can win at most 10. They have hit my high win total of 10. I thought they would win at most 10 games and they've uh, they've secured that they will win no more than 10 <laughs> even if they win all the rest of the uh, the games you projected them at 6 to 9 wins uh Baltimore Ravens they will win between 6 to 13 games this year um i projected them at 9 to 13 so i got that top end right Derek also between 10 to 13. Uh, you projected them at 
between 10 and 12. Buffalo Bills, they have met both of our uh, low end. We projected six to seven, or I did. I said six, you said seven on the low end. They've already hit seven, so they're probably going to go. They're probably going to exceed our expectations, maybe. Got to see on the Bills. Uh, Carolina Panthers, I think that's a team that's also done probably a little bit better than we would say they've I, I picked two on the low end and they've uh, they've hit that already with three so that's that's pretty crazy that I thought on the low end they'd be at two and and they're at three already in November <laughs> the Chicago Bears are at five wins they have hit our low I, I picked them at four for the low you hit, you said five. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals are actually a team that I was super confident in would win between four to seven games. And they are like right on pace for that. So they have not hit the, they've not hit the low or the high end yet. They could still exceed or go below expectations. So they're right on right on pace to hit in that win range. Cleveland Browns, they have six wins. I picked them at five to 10. You said eight to 11. So they've hit my low end already. What do you think? Uh, you still feel calm about the eight to 11? God, I think so. I, th I think they're going to have two more wins. Yeah. Boy, if they don't, that's going to be that that's a big problem. That's going to be a huge disappointment. Do you think they will go over? I don't think they're going to go over 11. No. I'm I if if you ask me to pick right now, I think I I might say 9 to 11, but I think 8 to 11 is about where I would probably be. I, I think their records a little better than what they truly are, but I still think they're a 9-win team. Yeah, I think they'll win eight games. They play the Jets later this year, so that's a definite win. Unless, yeah, you would think if they don't. Yeah, if they don't do that, then uh, Cowboys. Uh, I picked them. So this is obviously a team I don't think any of us are going to get right. I picked them between eight to thirteen. You said eleven or seven to eleven wins. They have two wins now. The most they can get is nine. Yeah. So they are almost they're they're close to already not even being able to be in my win win range. Denver Broncos fan, but but now certainly uh, without him and their and their second uh, quarterback Dalton, boy, it's not looking like they may not win another game. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if they if they didn't. Yep. Denver Broncos. We are pretty much right on pace. Uh, we projected them to win five to nine games, both of us. They're at three wins right now. Most they can get is 10. So we pretty much knew exactly what the Broncos would be, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Detroit Lions, we both picked them to win, or you picked them four to seven. I said four to nine. Thought they might uh, might be a little bit better. 
And I think I might have been right, although they have uh, they have four wins now. The most they can get is eleven. So, you know, I think that they might have been uh, a little bit better than we would have picked. I think I would have probably picked them around more like, yeah, maybe four wins right now. But I don't know. They're they're around five hundred, so they're more at the the top end of what I would have thought they'd be. Green Bay Packers, uh, I said 7 to 12 wins. You said 8 to 11. They have seven wins right now. Most they can get is 14. So I would say they are probably playing a little bit better than we would have, than we expected. Yep. Uh, Houston Texans, team that is not. They will win at the end of the season between two and nine games. Uh, we we had them at six to ten wins, and you had seven to ten. So they're close to. Or no, no, they're not that close. We had yeah, six or seven wins, so they could get they could string off a few wins here and get in there. Yeah, but they will not exceed that. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. I said five to ten wins. You said seven to nine. They have six wins right now, and they could win at most thirteen. What do you think about? What do you think about the Colts? I I feel better about your ten than my nine, a little bit. Um, but I think you know we're pretty close to range there. I'm I'm not not um, too too concerned, but but I like I said I like your ten. I like the top end ten better now at this point. The Jacksonville Jaguars is interesting because even though they have one win and they can only win at most eight, um, even if they win out, they will win only eight. Uh, eight. Eight wins is actually still more than any of us projected, projected for them. I projected three to seven and you said three to six. So they're not really doing much worse than we thought. We pretty much thought they would be a bad team. Right. Chiefs, kind of same deal. We thought they would be a good team. They're at eight wins. They can get at most 15. And I actually picked them at the high end to get 14 wins. So they could theoretically still exceed that. They went <laughs> after. Right. Might have thought that was a little crazy that I pick 14, but, hey, they could still get past that. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders at six wins. They can get at most 13. Both of us picked that they will win between six and 10 games. So I'd imagine the Raiders probably uh, slightly better than we would have uh, predicted so far. If we thought yep. six on the low end and they're already there in November. LA Chargers. Uh, despite actually playing pretty well, they've been losing a lot of these games, even though they're in them. They only have two two wins. The most they'll have is nine. We predicted them to have four to eight wins, and for you, five to eight wins. So that seems pretty pretty darn close for me. For you, they got to have three wins to get in there. Yep. Could happen. Yep. 
we'll see. Uh, Rams, we are pretty close on that. I, I picked uh, seven to 11 wins. You said eight to 11. Rams have six wins right now. The most they can get is 13. That's pretty much right on pace. Get in there. Yep, feel good about that one. Miami Dolphins. We we were way off. <laughs> we were way off. We were not even close. And this is for a whole range. So let me so they have six wins right now. So that's the least that they will be able to get. The most they can get is 13. I picked that they will win between three and seven games. So if they only win one more game, then then I'll be uh, I'll get that right. But if not, if they win more than one game, I'll get that wrong. Uh, for you, you pick them to win four to six games, so they would have to lose out to to get that right. Yeah, there's always that one team every year that just is way off of everyone's projections, and that's them this year. That's for sure. And this is actually our uh, our first loss. So Derek actually picked the Dolphins to win two to five games. So they have actually already exceeded that at six wins. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny that he said at the very best, they will have five wins and they have six already in November. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Minnesota Vikings obviously have not been as good as people would have thought, but they're playing better recently. So they're making a little bit of a comeback. They have four wins now. The most they can get is 11. I picked them to get seven to 11 wins. You said eight to 12. So it's just a matter of getting off wins. New England Patriots also have been not as good as we would have thought. They have four wins. Most they can get is 11. I picked them at seven to 11 wins. Uh, you said eight to 10. The Saints, both the Saints and the Giants are pretty much right on pace with what we would have thought. I picked the Saints at 9 to 12, or sorry, 9 to 13 wins. You said 10 to 13. They have seven wins right now. Most they can get is 14. Yeah. So that's looking like we're going to both get those. Giants was looking like we were going to not get it, but they've they started winning some. I predicted four to eight. You said five to eight. And they have three right now. Most they can get is 13. Sorry, nine. Most they can get is nine. New York Jets, obviously, uh, definitely underperforming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They have uh, they have zero wins. Most they can get is seven. So I had the Jets at actually at the same as the as the Giants, four to eight wins. Uh, you had them actually at seven to ten wins. The Jets. I, I know I was be... the Sam Darnold guy for for some reason. I thought he was going to have a breakout year. <laughs> Yeah, I I thought that the Sam Darnold thing would work out a little bit better, but I yeah. I, I knew they weren't going to be very good. Although I said four to eight, so I I mean obviously 
I had definitely had teams below this. I did mm -hmm. not, I did not predict this. Um, mm -hmm. You know, part of that is the, is in their own division, the, the Dolphins a lot better than we thought. Right. Philadelphia Eagles, um, you know, not, not too far from what we thought, but a little bit underperforming. I picked seven to 10 wins. You said seven to 11. They have three and a half wins right now. Most they can get is 10 and a half. Steelers, obviously well overperforming. Nine wins now. They could win out, get 16 wins. I picked them at eight to 12. You picked them at six to 10. <laughs> well, if they get only one more win, 49ers, uh, I picked 8 to 12, and you said 8 to 10. They have four now. Most they can get is 10. Oh, Seahawks. Seahawks, we are pretty much right on pace. They'll get between six and 13 wins when it's all said and done. I said seven to 11 wins, and you thought they would get nine to 11. Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, seven wins right now. Most they can get is 13. I predicted they would get between eight to 12 wins, and you said seven to 10. They could exceed. So I think maybe yours was a little bit low. They could exceed that. Yep, I agree. Tennessee Titans. I think I was, well, I guess we were all a little bit low. They have six wins now. Most they can get is 13. I predicted they would win between six and 10. And you said between seven and nine. And last but not least, Washington football, and this one is uh, very close to getting the W here. Uh, so they have between two and uh, they'll get between two and nine wins at the end of the season. I predicted they would get between two and six, and then you had a huge range of seven, <laughs> seven range. You you said they would get between two and eight wins. So if they get one more loss, then you would secure that win. I was there banking you on you know they I was banking on them getting a nickname and that catapulting them into a higher win total but that didn't happen. So it seemed like you were at least confident in how the season would go for Washington football. Uh, yep. You had no idea they could either be really bad or average. <laughs> it was that nickname, man. I was I was upset about that. I didn't know I didn't know what to think about that. Yeah, they've, yeah, I think they've uh, overall kind of been where we thought they would be. You know, we thought at the low end they'd get they'd get two, and they're at two now, and so they'll probably end up with like four. So pretty much right where we right. thought. All right, that's I'm gonna wrap it up with just a little uh, a little college football note, since I feel like we kind of advertise this as. A little bit of a college football thing, even though the college football has has uh, definitely taken a toll this year from the COVID. I'm just going to read off the AP top 25 as of right now. 
NCAA. So at 25, you got Tulsa and then LA, Lafayette, Auburn, Texas, Liberty. At 20, USC and Northwestern, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Marshall. At 15, Coastal, Oklahoma State, Georgia, Miami, Florida, Oregon. At 10, Wisconsin, then Indiana, BYU, Cincinnati, Florida, and top five, Texas, four, Clemson, three, Ohio State, two, Notre Dame, one, Alabama. Our boys down in uh, Columbus only have played three games, so very strange, very strange year. Yeah, very curious about the game Saturday. Indiana's good for the first time in uh, two generations, and um, I just wonder. Uh, part of me says that Ohio State's just going to kill them anyways, but you never know. So I'm, I'm, I'm real. I'm looking forward to that game as an indicator of how good Ohio State really is. Yeah, yeah, we will be. I'll be traveling back home, kind of middle of the day Saturday, but I've been watching all the other games, but uh, this one might not be able to watch. Yeah, it'll be kind of interesting because, yeah, noon game. Um, yeah, I don't know. This whole COVID thing, you know, teams, you know, these kind of really good teams, they might start to get a little, a little kind of out of uh, out of funk, kind of not really playing football for a little while. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how, see what happens. Uh, I'm still thinking they'll come home with the W, though. All right. That's been uh, the fake punt. Monthly football podcast. We will check you guys out next month, December, wrapping up towards the end of regular season, talking about playoffs and whatnot. Almost. So we'll see you guys next time.